A couple of years ago, when we first began our COVID lockdown, masses weren't permitted for public. And so as I was a deacon, I got the opportunity to continue to assist and serve at the altar, even though the churches were empty and had no congregation. And so as we began that COVID lockdown, I asked the pastor, hey, is it okay if I bring communion to my grandparents? And he looked at me, yeah, you know, that's fine. As long as you do it and it's not extra, extra for me, I don't mind at all. And so I did so for a couple of weeks. And one, one day I went to go see my grandfather and brought him communion. And as I was celebrating um, the communion to the sick, he begins to cry. This is a very strong Vietnamese man who's rooted in Vietnamese tradition. And for him to be crying was seen as shameful and embarrassing and shouldn't be done. But in front of his own grandson, he begins to cry. And I look at him after we finish, I said, Grandpa, are you okay? You know, what's, what's going on? He wouldn't tell me what was going on. And a couple weeks later, same thing, every time I brought communion to him, he kept crying. And finally he said to me, I'm dying. And I kind of chuckled at him and looked at him. I was like, Grandpa, you're, you're still strong. You're still able to move around. You're still, you know, really bright. There's no reason for you to think that you're dying. And as the tears begin to continue to roll down his eyes, he said, no, I'm dying. And I think that it, it rings so true today to see Jesus drawing near to Jerusalem with tears running down his face, saddened to see Jerusalem and its destruction. And as I was reading it, I was reminded of my grandfather. Because as he said he was dying, it's not the recognition that he's dying, but the recognition in the fact that the things of this world is about to fade away, the things that he hold true and thought to be a value of importance is coming to an end. The people he loved and cared about the most is about to not have him in their midst anymore. And that's why he was crying. And today Jesus in the gospel is weeping for Jerusalem not because he's about to see the destruction of Jerusalem. But if we look at the word Jerusalem, it's the city center, the, the Christ dwelling place of peace. The place in which God has made himself known and present to us and wants us to enter into a relationship. A place in which God dwells and remains with his people and loves on his people the place in which people did not recognize his presence, recognize how important God is to them in their life, but instead God was just a place, Jerusalem and the temple was just a place in which they went to do their sacrifice, checked off the list, and they're done for the year. And so Jesus comes as he's preparing for his crucifixion, to say, to see that this poor city, all that God has done in their life, trying to build a covenant, trying to build a relationship with them, is now about to come to an end because Jesus is going to show them exactly what it means to be in relationship with God the Father. What exactly it means to love God. 
what exactly it means to love one's neighbor. So my dear brothers and sisters, we're coming close to the end of our liturgical year. When Sunday we gather together to celebrate Christ the King, turns the liturgical calendar over to next year. As we begin in Advent, we start anew in preparing and looking at our journey again in new light. But as we come to the end of any year, we have goals, we have hopes, we have dreams. We are called to reflect on our own journey. So let us take this time as the, year, as the liturgical year is coming to the end and reflect on how we've lived the life of a disciple through ordinary time, through, these last, through this last liturgical year. Have we seen God's love in our daily life? Have we been transformed by that love every day? Or are we just still going about our lives as the Jews have, doing things because we have to, we should do it, not because we ought to, because we love God enough that we want to. If we haven't done that this year, let us make resolve to do better next year. If we've loved God in our relationships with others, in our journey with Him, then let us resolve again this coming year to love Him that much more, to see Him more deeply in others, and to give of our life more intimately, more whole, more fully to Him. And if we haven't served Him the way He has called us to serve Him, let us resolve this year, this next year, to continue to serve Him more, to give Him more of our life, to give Him more of our hands, our feet, our mouth, so that we can share the good news, be witnesses, be disciples of Jesus Christ to the world, which needs His love every day and every moment of our life. Amen.